As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Spotify Green Room. It's the live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to their fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Who knows? I mean, you know, you have a watch party with your buddies. Say, like a say for instance, like a Raiders and you know whoever they're playing watch party. Raiders and Chiefs, maybe. Who knows? Maybe John Gruden shows up to your um, watch party because he's, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot to do uh, lately. Now, I mean, his pretty much his week is freed up. His weekends are free. Nobody's really going to hire him at this point. I mean, he's. I'm sure he's got plenty of money. He's financially secure. And, you know, why not, you know, go and hang out and have a watch party? You know, just tell him to keep the comments to, you know, to a minimum. You know, not, you know, you know, you know just talk about the game. Don't talk about any name calling or whatnot. All you got to do is go to the iOS App Store or Google Play Store, download, link your Twitter, join a group, and you come with your spiciest takes. All right, guys, welcome to another Pit Panther Rants, another Sportsman's Podcast. Vlad Harris, your host, brought to you by the Sports Drink. Sip, sip, gulp, gulp, whatever our slogan is. Or drink up, whatever. Now, as you all know, the breaking news, excuse me, I'm getting some water, was that John Gruden was fired from his job last night. There were some emails, I guess, that went out during this whole Redskins lawsuit going on. Where I guess Dan, you know, Dan Steyer's about to no good, especially with those Redskins cheerleaders. I will say that Redskins cheerleaders were my favorite cheerleaders of the NFL. In fact, in fact, one of them sent me an autographed calendar by them. I think 2017, I have a calendar. And um, let's just say it's a really nice calendar. I mean, really, really nice. Probably the best calendar I've ever, I've ever had. It was autographed. It was personalized to me and everything. I mean, the cheerleaders were great. Um, Very nice. And, you know, I'm not sure... You know what they went through with uh, with Redskins management. I know they had a you know, something. You know, all this came up, and the Redskins' uh, response to this was to make the cheerleading squad co-ed and basically piss off the uh, you know the you know the, the Redskins cheerleaders for the most part. But through all this, John Gruden's emails came out. Initially, the he was he made he made a comment about uh, you know. Um, the, the players, this players union guy, he made, I think it was a players union guy, talk about his lips. And I guess the context was, I guess, was debatable. And I guess the, the Raiders were looking to move on from it. But then uh, Gruden made some other comments about, you know, ownership and the commissioner. And you know, I, I know the context of those, but the, the point is the reason, the big reason why he was fired from the, he was ultimately fired was because he went after, he went after ownership and the commissioner. So when you go after those, when you go after those two groups, 
uh, you're pretty much done because you you report to an owner and he has to deal with the owner other owners that you probably trashed and the commissioner as well and you know basically you know so it's easier basically at that point to um, <laughs> to fire the coach but at the end of the day it comes down it boils down to the accountability is on John Gruden I mean these are things you just don't do in emails because uh, they're in digital form and believe it or not I mean if if you're working for a company and they're during some type of litigation or whatnot emails do get played into and, and you know sometimes your emails may get searched or if you're talking to somebody or having some sort of relationship whether it's business personal whatever with somebody who's involved in that lawsuit your emails are going to be in there so whatever you you're saying to this person is going to be there i mean well i mean basically in lawsuits uh, lots of dirty, especially when it involves emails lots of dirty laundry gets aired out and on top of that when you leave a company there's a good chance the person you work for is going to ask you know for access to your email box and so when you before you leave a company if you got personal conversations in there, delete them. That's all I can tell you. But if you're in a conversation with somebody and they 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 leave the company or they're fired or you know laid off, you know nine times out of ten they're you know they're going to have their emails accessed from the manager. And if you've got some sort of conversations going on in those, whether it's personal or maybe you're having an affair, or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of dirty laundry. I mean, if you're gonna best bet if you're doing these type of things is to keep it off company email, especially if it's the messages as well. I mean, some some companies do save copies of your chats depending on the configuration, and some people do save your can, will, can and will save your chats as well. So if you know somebody who is kind of a snake, kind of a suck up, it's better not. I mean. It's better not to engage them in any kind of instant messaging that's going to probably, that could compromise you. I mean, if you have if you have to, if you have to have a chat with them, do it word of mouth because or face to face, or over company phone where it's not where we know it can't be recorded because cell phone conversations can be recorded as well. I mean, there's ways of doing it, so. All in all, guys, just when you're on, and women, women as well, to listen to this, keep you know your business professional, whatever it, you know at work. You know if you you know for someone that likes you or whatever, and you guys are buddies, try to keep it at a separate email. That's not company related. That can't be held against you. And of course. Whatever remarks you have to say, like John Gruden did, if you have those beliefs, try to. I would just keep keep them out of the job, keep out of work in general. I mean, you don't, especially with politics. I don't. I don't discuss politics, religion, and whatnot. My, you know, everything with me is just <laughs> it's work, work. That's it. And that's the way to keep it. Now, Pitt had the bye week. Pat Narduzzi's press conference yesterday, and. Well, Pat obviously isn't, I guess, made a comment that his team isn't getting any respect, which I totally understand. 
you're four and one, and you have a Heisman a possible Heisman candidate, and he's not getting much. You know, he's starting to get some Heisman love, but not much. Well, I think if Kenny Pickett played for like Oklahoma, he probably gets a lot of love because Oklahoma has produced a bunch of Heisman candidates, and they've won. They've had three Heisman winners since two thousand. Jason White, uh, Kyler Murray, I think Baker was Baker was the third one. Yeah, there there could be more. I think I think White was nominated a few times as well. I think he was nominated twice, I believe. And I believe there's I think Sam Bradford was a nominee, or maybe you know maybe it was maybe it was Bradford. No, I don't know. It was I know Bradford. I know basically these guys were either nominees or winners. But I know for a fact they've had three Heisman winners since two thousand. If Ken, I mean, Kenny was obviously a, a more of a bigger program. He would get more love than what he's getting right now. He's not, so it is what it is. Pat Narduzzi's not happy because they're not getting respect because, you know, they've, um, you know, they're 4-1. But let's look at the, um, let's take a look at the uh, Pat Narduzzi through the years. All right, let's take a look. 2015, you know, they lose to Iowa. That was out of his hands because a lot of these wins were, you know, basically he's taking over a team, you know, what Paul Christ had. Year two, he had a really dynamite team. They lose Oklahoma State. They lose at Oklahoma State. Then they lose at North Carolina. They lose Virginia Tech. They lose to Miami. They finished eight and five. I think eight and four wasn't still a respectable season. They have a bowl game against Northwestern. Northwestern, they were in twenty third. Pitt was. They lose thirty one twenty four. Twenty seventeen, Pitt finishes five and seven, and I think that speaks for itself. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the uh, the record. I mean, the standings. Uh, let's see here. And of course, they don't have. Well, they have the game by game is but differently. Uh, let's see. They start out at one and three. They lost. They got they got beat by Penn State. They are thrashed by Oklahoma State. At home, they lose at, at home to Georgia Tech. Well, not at home. They were on the road against Georgia Tech and lost that game. And let's see. They lose to Syracuse, and Syracuse just Syracuse. All in all. This was, just, I mean, this really was not just a. This wasn't a really good team. I mean, they. I mean, they rebounded from Miami and won that game. Twenty um, eighteen. They, you know, after after that big win against Miami, they play Penn State at Heinz Field and lose fifty one six. And of course, they get. They start out two and three this year because they lost to uh, North Carolina because they can't stop the spread, and they get thrashed by Central Florida. You know they lose at Notre Dame, and they close out their um they close out the um of course they lose to Miami twenty four three. I mean they still won the ACC, ACC Coastal Division. Clemson destroys them, and of course they play they go to the Sun Bowl to play Stanford and lose thirteen ten, and Stanford was horrible. Of course, 2019, they lose at Penn State. 
they lose to probably, I think Miami was very mediocre. They found a way to lose to them, as always. Got shut out at Blacksburg. And they lose to Boston College. And Boston College is very mediocre. And of course, last year they start out 3-0, and then they lose to a you know, mediocre NC State team. Boston College missed extra point over time. Of course, they lose a home the Notre Dame 45-3. They finished, uh, I believe, was it 6-5 uh, this year, that year? But you're seeing the rundown of the schedule, right? There's some pretty, um, you know, disturbing trends. And that is, well, Pitt, for the most part, has averaged about seven wins a year. And when you lose certain games, there's a reason why you're not going to be ranked at 4-1. Or ranked ever, hardly ever. Because you are what you are. You're not really ranked, but you're just always on the outside looking in. Year in, year out. And people just aren't... Even though you're four and one and you have a really hot quarterback, people still aren't going to take you seriously. So you have to go out and you know prove yourself. And I think he mentions that later in, in, in the quotes. But I mean, if you feel like you're being disrespected, do some do something constructive about it for once. Don't bitch about it on in your on, in your press conference or whatever, and then you know lay an egg and you know which they possibly can at Blacksburg. So I mean, this you know. When you're a, pretty much a 7-5, 6-6 team, I mean, you're either going to be... You have two choices. You, you could be either really good or really bad. Or you're otherwise, you're just in the middle, as always. It's just a constant... There's no... I mean, it's, it's like a, one of those, you know, those waves. Not like a sine wave where you're going up and down. Or, I, I don't know what the... I mean... Yeah, I'm out of my element there. But, I mean, basically, peaks and valleys. Either really good or really bad. The pitch basically is just a straight line for the most part. Nothing too exciting. So they have this Saturday at Blacksburg to do something about it. And they, and of course, they've, they came off a disappointing loss, Virginia Tech did, which we'll get into in a minute. But again, let me tell you about Spotify Green Room. It's the live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Have watch parties, give your buds, and who knows, maybe somebody shows up. Maybe John Gruden shows up. You know, hopefully he's not too drunk or whatnot. And, you know, I'm not sure if these get recorded, but if he's in there and he's making some disparaging remarks, it's probably a good idea to probably leave that um, leave that room and go to another watch party because you don't want your <coughs> excuse me. You don't want your name to get dragged because of this guy. I mean, I sure as hell wouldn't. So yeah, just uh Get out of there and find a right group, and you know, and who knows who will show up in the next you know watch party or next group you're doing. And all I gotta do is just download it, iOS App Store, maybe Google Play Store, link your Twitter, and you know what, and just you know have some fun with it. Grab grab some friends and maybe some fellows on Twitter, and then do some spicy things and spicy takes. All right, now let's take a let's do a recap of what happened this past weekend. Let's look at ACC, uh, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. This game was a pick'em. I thought Notre Dame would well. I didn't think I picked Notre Dame to win it, you know, over the weekend. But I had them. I had the over on this at forty-seven, and they hit fifty. Let's see. 
61. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll take a win there. Wake Forest and Syracuse. Wake, I had a Wake, I had a wake winning out, right? Oh, I'm starting off really good. Although my parlay suffered. Florida State, I took. I said, I said, take the plus seventeen and a half. I won that one. It, it was hilarious. As I, never, I, I, I didn't place any bets for these, and I probably, sh- I probably should start doing that. I had UVA winning this game, and they won that one. I had the under though, and I think this game. I think it was. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll take an L for that one. I mean, it, it may have pushed, but you know what? It's the same thing. You're not winning anything. Georgia Tech beats Duke. I had GT winning that one. So let's see. Overall in the ACC this weekend, I was 1, 1 and 1, 3 and 1. I was 5 and 1 in the ACC this weekend overall. Now, top 25 is a different story. I was pretty horrible. But looking at the ACC overall, Syracuse gave Wake a hard time. And I mean, I'm sorry with Syracuse. I mean, you got to start winning more games than what you're doing. I mean, they've had some close calls, but yeah. I was tempted to take Duke and over Georgia Tech, but I figured Tech would win, would pull this one off. After last week, I, figured, I think they were going to be hungry. Virginia barely won against Louisville. I just, for some reason, I had a feeling Louisville was going to fuck that one up. Florida State, North Carolina was a very surprising one, but I, I said take the, take, the, take the 17 and a half. But... North Carolina overall screwed that one up. And, of course, ESPN's auto-playing the damn fucking highlights. Excuse my language. Now, let's take a look at the rest of the top 25, because I know I did really horrible in this one. Uh, let's see. Well, I had Stanford take with the plus 13. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a bad loss. Oof, Arizona State and her members destroyed them. Alabama and A&M. I mean, you obviously take Alabama in this one because you figure A&M's going to jack it up like they always do. But I don't know what happened there. But they just, they, you know, I was wrong on that one. Georgia and Auburn. Oh, cool. I got into the win column with Georgia. How about that? Uh, let's see. Penn State and Iowa. I took Iowa. And we'll get into that in a moment because... Yeah, that was a pretty interesting one. Oklahoma and Texas. I had Texas winning that one, and it looked really good. And of course, Texas. Sergeant must have been drinking because that's how it goes. Ohio State won, so that's an obvious, obvious win. Michigan State won. Yep, win there. Oh, cool. I'm doing good in the W. Call. You know, I'm winning, I'm winning some games in the top 25. Awesome. Arkansas barely lost to Ole Miss. That was an L. I t- took a loss there. West Virginia got waxed on the road, so that's an obvious one. I figured they would win that game. I had UMass winning over UConn. I had Texas Tech being TCU. That was a bad one. Yeah, I had a really bad weekend when it came to the top 25 and the rest of the games. How do you, let's see, where's USC at in this map? Um, SMU won. Let's go back to the Pac-12. I mean, did they not? Oh, here it is. Yeah, USC got thrashed by Utah. So I was 5-1 in the ACC. 
Top 25 is going to be pretty ugly. Well, let's see. 0-2, 2-2, 2-3, 4-3, 5-3, 6-3, 7-3, 8-3, 9-3, 10-3, 11-3, 12-3, 13-3, 14-3, 15-3, 16-3, 17-3, 18-3, 19-3, 20-